younger than the other players. Two months earlier, SCA had claimed the 13-and-under Amateur Athletic Union, AAU, national title, fueling talk that Barrett's assemblage of young stars was among the best ever. SCA's opponent that day, the Inland Stars, was considerably less distinguished, and its coach, Joe Keller, paled in comparison to the mighty Barrett. A full-time welder and a part-time coach, Keller was considerably better at the former than the latter. When he started coaching a few years earlier, he couldn't even demonstrate a proper defensive stance. In his first season, his team played an SCA squad and lost by almost a hundred. While Barrett was flush with Nike money, financial stability constantly eluded Keller. He had only recently moved out of an apartment he shared with his mother in Riverside and often asked people he'd just met, Do you know any rich people who could sponsor my team? Keller's squad in Riverside that Sunday was not without talent. Forwards Lance and Eric Soderberg, the sons of former Kentucky player Mark Soderberg, were capable players and would go on to earn college scholarships, as would the Inland Stars' best guard, Josh Dunage. But they were no match for SCA's kids, and the swagger of Barrett's players was unmistakable as they entered the gym in matching Nike sweatsuits. Keller's players, dressed in yellow uniforms he had borrowed from another coach, were already warming up when Barrett and the SCA kids arrived. They stopped and watched as fans streamed down from the bleachers to greet the recently crowned national champions. Basketball games are often framed as battles between coaches, as if the players on the floor are chess pieces easily manipulated by the men on the sidelines. At the youth level, this is an especially foolish line of thought. Kids make mistakes. They act unpredictably. Coaching them requires an understanding of their fallibility. The biggest influence Keller and Barrett would have on the outcome of the game would come long before it began, in the procurement of players. The coach who assembled the most talent would likely win. Barrett had few peers in that regard, least of all Keller. If a bookie had set odds on a game, SCA would have been favored by at least 20, and it wouldn't have surprised anyone if Barrett's collection of future NBA players whipped the Inland Stars by more than 50. But Keller would not have scheduled the game had he not believed in his team's chances. In the days before, he boldly predicted victory and became convinced that the game would be his defining moment as a coach. The reason for his optimism became apparent to the SCA players as they shed their sweatsuits and began their pregame routine. Glancing toward the Inland Stars' end of the court, they saw the players that had long been part of Keller's team. But amid them was a boy they had never seen before. He was the tallest player in the gym, nearly six foot five with impossibly long arms and a nimbleness unseen in a player so tall for his age. They watched as he executed a layup, jumping so high that it was clear he could dunk every time if he wanted. In a bit of showmanship scarcely seen from a player so young, he repeatedly surged upward toward the basket and, just as everyone anticipated him slamming the ball home, merely dropped it through the rim. He was letting the crowd and the SCA players, most of whom could not yet palm a basketball, know that dunking came so easily to him that he'd grown bored with it. 
Questions about this boy spread quickly around the gym. Who was he? Where had he come from? Was he really the same age as the other players? Answers emerged slowly, passed from one person to the next in hushed tones. Keller had unearthed him after hearing rumors of a prodigal talent on the blacktops of San Bernardino. He had never played for an AAU team before, and yes, he was only 13 years old. His mere presence infused the game with an unexpected gravity. A boy of that size and obvious ability gave Keller's squad a puncher's chance. For the first time anyone could remember, a local team posed a threat to Pat Barrett and his Southern California All-Stars. When the tall boy lined up against Sampson for the opening tip, the one advantage the Inland Stars had was obvious. Keller's center was several inches taller than Sampson, and his arms seemed twice as long.